0: This is the M6P with your host Andy Kirby and Jared Mayo. Jared, it's great to hear from you. It's great to hear from you too, Andy. Wow, it's been so long. It's been too long. We talked about doing this more often. I, we did, we did. And I was supposed to get you a list several Fridays ago about maybe micro-episodes we could do. It's actually still on my list.
1: Well, you know, I know that you uh, how you're completing this list. You do something for 21 days, so maybe this will become part of that. And for 21 days, I'll get a, a message from you about many episodes we're going to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, right. Twenty one days, right. So how my, is your
1: twenty one day challenge going?
0: It's 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 not a twenty one day. It's just something for a week, which is seven days. All right. So how is your third of twenty one days challenge going? <laughs> it's going fine, thank you. I haven't completely done everything, but when I think about it, I I do the things. Meaning, when I have a week that I think about it, okay, I'm going to do this this week. Then I do do that. Yes. Okay. And I have what, I have been reading my Bible more. Uh huh. Uh huh. So I listen every day to a podcast, a daily audio Bible. It's a podcast, but in addition to that, I'm actually reading it myself.
1: So is that the latest thing you're doing? Are you? I know we talked about this last time too. Are you? Are you adding more things to the the things that you want to do?
0: Am I adding more things to the things that I'm want to do?
1: Yeah, cuz I know like you were doing sit-ups, you were doing push-ups, adding the Bible.
0: Right. Well, those are, those other things they drop off though. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's a week at a time. It's one thing. One thing. So this so past week we'll be done with the Bible. Yeah, finished. I think okay. we already had that joke. <laughs> <laughs> no more working out, no more reading that Bible. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: so what is what are some of the other things that I might have missed that our listeners would want to hear about?
0: Well, doing something with the kids, uh, and then I, I, you know, every every day, Um,
1: you have to do something with the kids for seven days. Oh,
0: it's been rough. Uh, 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 Another one was uh, reading a chapter in a book every day. Okay. Yep. And uh, I did pretty good on that one. Um, I fall asleep. Let's be honest. (laughs) You know. Well, you, do, you work so hard. You need your rest. I'm always telling you to rest. <laughs> you are. You are. You're such a good friend. Listen, get some sleep. Rest. That, that's how I sound. I'm, is that how you read my voice when I text you? <laughs> yes. Andy, <laughs> how was yesterday? Are you getting <laughs> rest?
1: Oi. <Oy. laughs>
0: Oi. <Oy>, oh. <laughs> look at me. I look like a shlumiel. Yeah. I think, oh, my shmeagol's killing me. <laughs> i'm a clumped i don't even know what that one means
1: so when you're reading a chapter is it from different books or are you reading
0: a chapter from the same book it's the same book i am desperately trying to finish this one book so that i can actually after i'm done this book then i'm going to read at least a comic a day until i catch up on all the comics i want to catch up on
1: Whew! that's a lot of days
0: yes it is it is but there's on average about five comics that come out a week mm-hmm. that I'm interested in. And so usually when I get on a roll, I read more than one anyway. But if I don't do it every day, I fall behind. I fall right.
1: behind. I'm with you, man. I got like just a stack that, you know, just might as well get them in trades.
0: I get them in the mail and I'm like, oh, I want to read this one. And then I set it on my dresser and they grow. They multiply. <laughs> that's something you could do with your kids. Read a comic to your kid every day. Yeah, this is Punisher. I don't know.
1: Mm, yeah. that, that's probably not going to be... that. That's going to be one for Connor.
0: Right. Obviously. <laughs> well, <so laughs> one, what, one for what the
1: you, K-Man. What do you have coming up? Do you have some exciting um, week-long things that are coming up?
0: Okay, so I was telling you that I purchased an Xbox, a used Xbox... Yes. Okay, so I I would like to play Halo with the girls for a week. Okay. <laughs> is that silly?
1: Is that stupid? No, no. Like, that's fun. Most people are like, you know, oh, I'm going to not eat sugar for seven days. or <laughs> you know, like, I'm going to make a... An okay,
0: another, another one on the list. Another one on the list is to eat pho every day of the week for lunch except for saturday and sunday so every working day of the week
1: i don't know what that is
0: it's like that vietnamese soup it's broth and bean sprouts and some jalapeno pepper slices and some meat but mainly broth
1: is that uh pho yes oh and how do you pronounce it i think it's pho.
0: pho okay well why uh why that because it's very low in calories and yet it's very filling. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, wow. have you had it before?
0: I have. Oh, I, ha- so I having- had it today. Oh, well, okay. Look at you already ahead uh, of the curve. <laughs> I'm ahead of the game.
1: Is that what you guys are having for Thanksgiving?
0: Yeah, it's a fur Thanksgiving. We're having it <laughs> f- we're having it for Thanksgiving. Uh-oh. I think you just found the title of the
1: show. Fu <laughs> <Pho>
0: Thanksgiving. <laughs> 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 so what's going on with you man dude last
1: weekend i went to grand rapids comic-con and uh, i met was that I, he i met my heroes what eric and julia LeWob, who when eric was the showrunner and main writer for x-men the animated series along with len uli who, i think that's how you pronounce his name who was a writer on the X. He wrote the Nightcrawler episode and a couple of, like, holy cow. I was so, like, jacked out of my head to meet them. It was just amazing. My eyes got wet. I felt yeah. like a big, you know, Schneedle, you, know? like, <laughs> you know, like, so weird. But it was, you know, it's like when you meet Babe Ruth or Michael Jackson or Elvis or whoever, but these I, were my. I
0: like, I like how you picked those three.
1: Just trying to think of big time, huge stars that everybody knows. Neil Shatner, knows people. Yeah, everybody doesn't know him. What? What? I'm talking like, you can go to, you know, South Africa or Indonesia, and people know who Elvis is.
0: Mickey Mouse.
1: Yeah, it's like meeting okay. Mickey Mouse or Bugs Bunny. So the X Men.
0: Were they the- Were they nice?
1: oh, they couldn't have been nicer. They, they. Uh, I was working at my booth, and I tweeted them, hey, I can't leave my booth, but I'd love to meet you. This is my booth number. Not thinking, you know, they're going to come by or whatever. And I get a tweet back, oh, I was just at booth 504, and I didn't see you. They must have moved you. Where are you? I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no, I gave her the wrong booth number. That's <laughs> <I was> 502. <laughs> <laughs> and as I'm tweeting, I see this, because the book they wrote was called Previously on X-Men. That's the name of the book Wait. that details behind the series of the X-Men animated series. I look down the aisle, and this Previously on X-Men jacket with Julia's hair is walking away. I'm like, oh, I missed them," And I got a little misty-eyed. It's <laughs> like, oh, oh my gosh, oh. I can't. Like, Tina Turner's walking away, you know? <laughs> oh. But then uh, she came back, and she brought... Uh, Eric and Len and they were just the nicest people and they shook my hand and I told them how much they meant to me and they told me how much it meant that you know this book has really kind of put in perspective how much of an effect that their little cartoon 25 years ago had on so many people so it was really nice we got pictures and they retweeted uh, a post of mine and, and uh, it was just Wow, it was so awesome just to to meet them and cuz you know we did a we did a podcast with them and we had an interview with them and so I had all my questions answered but I just wanted to physically in person say thank you for changing my life and making all of my money from my bank account disappear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did they did they remember you on the podcast when you did the interview?
1: Yeah, Julia did. She did. She. It sounds like they've done quite a few, and I have tried to listen to as many as I could. Sure. But yeah, Ju- Julia runs the social media stuff, so she knew who I was and remembered us doing that. And uh,
0: it's yeah. very nice of you to say us, but you you took the reins on that and worked, did the interview and everything. So,
1: well, the M6T is a M6P is a <laughs> is a group effort. It's it's all of us.
0: Oh, sure. So. Yes, absolutely. But you. You, you you did run with the ball on that one. So um, that's amazing, man. That's fantastic. Yeah, and they signed my book, and that was
1: cool. And I would have probably bought a jacket from them if they had them, but they just had hats, and I'm not a hat guy. Gotcha, so. gotcha. But it was cool. It was it was really, really great. And uh, I was talking with my cousin, Matt, about them, because I got into the cartoons, and I told Matt about it, and then Matt got crazy, and Matt Matt – Like, he's in the military, and so he, I don't know if he has disposable income or what, but he buys every, like, huge statue, every bust, every variant, every commission that he can get. Like, he drops way more money on X-Men stuff than I do. And, uh, And I was telling him, like, oh, they're here, and he said, make sure you let them know that they're responsible for me not having any money. And I told them that, and... And they're like, oh, well, I know this might sound cliche, but please tell him. Thank you so much for your service for the country.
0: Like, wow, that was nice. They didn't have
1: to say that. That That was was, awesome. That was
0: awesome. Dude, it is always refreshing when you meet somebody that you really, really look up to and they are nice people, you know?
1: Yes, you never want them to be like, you know, the big jerks.
0: The the not the big jerks anyway. I some, mean so some of the smaller ones, yeah, but not the big ones.
1: I met Rob Liefeld and he was great. And I met Jason David Frank and he was great.
0: And I met Howard Mackey. Uh I haven't run into You met game. Howard Mackey? Yeah. Oh I like I like him. I yeah. like his stuff. So
1: good stuff. That that's what was going on with me. That was my big news.
0: Well that's awesome. I mean anything else?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: That's it? Nothing, nothing's going on in in personal life of Jared? Oh,
1: oh, we are going to Florida. Well, by the time this comes out, we'll probably already be there, but we're going to Florida for Thanksgiving, so that's really exciting.
0: Hey, that's awesome. Who are you visiting down there, or are you just going on a vacation?
1: We did one of those listen to our timeshare spiel, and you get a free vacation for listening. Wow. So we listened, we didn't buy, and we're heading to the beach.
0: So what, what is this? I thought that was a thing of the past. I didn't know this was a real thing still.
1: Yeah, Jennifer's uh, mom and dad, they have a timeshare through a company, and the company contacted them and said, if you know anybody that would be interested in listening to our presentation, um, we're giving away uh, visits to our timeshares for a free week. Or three day, four night, whatever vacation or a week long vacation, whatever they want. We just want them to listen to our thing. And being that, you know, we trust our mom and dad and we've been on this we visited these timeshares probably ten to fifteen different times. We know they're a reputable company, they're they're good to go. And we ain't got no money, so <laughs>
0: we're like, We'll listen, so, but we're gonna so buy a very easy decision for you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So we listened and the dude was real cool and we booked it. And it's supposed to snow up here and be eighty-two in Florida, so we are pumped.
0: That's awesome, man. We're in Florida.
1: We're gonna go to Kissimmee.
0: Oh, Kissimmee St. Cloud.
1: <laughs> I've
0: heard of this place.
1: Yeah, it's like a it's a gated community
0: that we're going to be staying in. Very oh, fancy, you know. Wow, look at you.
1: As we uh, look for the nearest Aldi to buy our groceries to take to the gated community, <laughs> we don't have we don't have
0: Aldi down here, man. <gasps> Sorry. Oh, what do y'all have? Winn Dixie, maybe, but that's actually not. I mean, there there's really nothing that's comparable to Aldi down here that I know of.
1: Mm, so I'm I'm hearing that there's a vacuum that needs. Yes.
0: Yes. Mm. You know, I looked into the Aldi executive program, like the 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 regional management thing not half half bad not half bad are you gonna do it um no
1: you would be a great all die
0: all die an all die 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 you're gonna be a great all die guy right there (laughs) well look man we got a lot to talk about uh i know we're gonna run through several topics i want you to explain a ton of stuff to me so let's get started this is The M6P. Uh, you can visit our website, them6p.com. You can follow us on Twitter, at The M6P. And you can email us at m6plc
1: at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at facebook.com them6p. You can hit us up on all the different YouTubes, Instagrams, all the things that the kids are doing these days under The M6P. And if you want to be a part of our show, we'd love to have you be a part of our show. So give us a call at 616-755-TINA. That's 616-755-T-I-N-A. Leave us a message, ask us a question, and we will play it on the air.
0: All right, we are sponsored by DCB Service, discount comic book service, DCBService.com, the best place on the internet to get all your pre-orders for your single issues, and you will get your Marvel books 40% off. If not... 50% 50% when they run some deals. That's four zero percent off all your orders. How do they do it? You pre-order. You put in your order two months in advance. They get accurate numbers, nice size volume, and then they can get it for you at that discount. It's perfectly packaged. It's mailed directly to your door. And if anything is ever messed up, which it never is, they will replace it. Go to their sister site, InStockTrades.com, and any orders over $50 have free shipping. DCBService.com.
1: And also, you're going to want to check out our store on Tpublic.com. We've got a bunch of different Marvel designs. You can get the M6P logo on shirts and hoodies and computer cases. We've also got some original art. Uh, We've got uh, an X-Men Infinity Gauntlet picture. We've got cute Marvel superheroes and then cute Marvel superheroes versus cute Marvel villains. It's really cool. We're going to be adding different designs all the time. So uh, go to TPublic. that's T-E-E-P-U-B-L-I-C.com and just do a search for the M6P and all of our designs will show up. We're also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership. For all of your Office Depot needs, check out crpsavings.com. We're also sponsored by MichaelWebSolutions.com and TheMarvelousBox.com. For $25 a quarter, you can get over $100 of Marvel graphic novels shipped right to your front door. From Infinity Gauntlet and Old Man Logan to Age of Apocalypse and everything in between, check out TheMarvelousBox.com.
0: Now, I was talking to somebody about how much effort you go to on TheMarvelousBox.com, and how you actually look up each customer what they previously got, and then see if you can get them the next trade if they liked it. That's a lot of attention to detail and care for your customers, sir.
1: Dude, I'm all about the customer service. I've got a couple of my own smaller businesses, and I know that you know being uh, being upfront with your customers and going to the to the furthest lengths that you can is what really makes a good customer experience. That doesn't happen these days. Like, you know, I go into Walmart and the greeter seems like they're upset that I'm there. I'm like, why are you grunting <laughs> at me? You know, hi. So we just try and make it a little bit different and uh, find out what folks like. We've gotten emails that said, "Hey, you know, I really don't like this title." Awesome, you'll never have it again. And uh, we've got a guy right now that's looking for a certain uh, character that we don't usually carry, but I'm just going to keep my eyes out. And if we can get access to these characters. We'll make sure it's in his box for him.
0: That's fantastic. I really I, I really did pass that along. I I said that you were pretty dedicated. So, uh, all right, let's jump into it, man. We got several topics to cover. Which one do you want to start? Oh,
1: let's hit the news.
0: Okay, all right. Which topic on the news?
1: Oh, well, it was so sad. It was so sad. Uh, last Monday, which would be a week from today, uh, Stan Lee passed away. He was 95 years old the king of comics, uh, him and Jack Kirby just, just uh, I would say, were the fathers of comic books and storytelling and, and so much. And uh, it really kind of put, you know, I talked to some different fans on our Facebook page, and it really, you know, puts your mortality into perspective that if someone like Stan Lee can pass away, you know, we all can, you know,
0: yeah, I, I had I had some mixed feelings about this. I, I I tried to, to be honest with you, I wasn't upset, but I was very sad by it. But my mixed feelings were coming in like I didn't even know this man. um I've had family members who are closer to me pass away, and I you know, I, I, I had a little bit of guilt that I felt as uh, as sad as I did a couple days before my great uncle passed away. And then Stan Lee passed away and, you know, I'm trying to be as sad. You, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, I don't, want, I don't want to say that I was not sad that my great uncle passed away, but I was trying to keep things in perspective the way normal people would about, like, well, I know this individual. I don't know this individual. Um, but it was, it was kind of tough. No,
1: I I mean, look, the whole... Without Stan Lee, without Jack Kirby, we wouldn't have this podcast. There would be no Marvelous Box. There would be no Facebook page. Like, uh, whether we knew him or not, he still just had such an impact as a foundation of the stuff that we do with comics.
0: I know a lot of people were concerned, um, like, did he do his cameo for Avengers 4 yet? And, you know, all the... All the cameos that he had done. I mean, they were really touching. And I remember the intros to some of the animated series. And I remember when Spider-Man, the 90s Spider-Man, had him come on. And and, uh, I don't know, something about that voice. And it was just a fun, adventurous thing. And from a very human perspective, always trying to do the right thing and have that come out through his characters. and, And not marginalizing other people. And it was very touching. Uh, over the years and uh it it, it was sad it impacted me probably more than more than more than it should have to be honest with you (laughs) but what were some of the comments on our facebook page
1: oh i mean gosh so many people were just really sad and uh had different tributes and things uh but it we got the news fairly early um tmz had broken it maybe an hour after he had passed away and we heard about it Shortly after, so we got it up as fast as we got the the information up as fast as we could, and and folks were just they thought like we were kidding or it was a joke or
0: oh that's terrible that's sad
1: but uh you know the in the past couple of years his life was really uh, tormented in so many ways with lawsuits and and um, people taking money from him and and uh they were accusing him of, uh, sexual harassment and just the last few, you know, his wife passed away, uh, issues with his daughter. It was really sad. If you just reflect on the last three to four years, the way that he unfortunately got to live his life. Wasn't really what he deserved, but you can't, you can't deny the impact they had. You know, when, when DC, you know, put stuff up on their Twitter about how wonderful Stan is, uh, people from every medium, from weightlifting to music to the movies, everybody posted on Instagram and Facebook about how much this person that created, you know, that messed around and created with Spider-Man, Hulk, and the X-Men impacted their lives. So it's it was just wild to see how his impact had such a huge, huge role to play in so many folks' lives.
0: I guess when you think about it like that, I mean, who... What person in America, if not the advanced world, I guess, um, what group of those people have not heard of Avengers or Spider-Man or X-Men because of the movies, because of the comics, because of the toys, because of the cartoons? You know, whose whose life did he really not even touch? You know, (laughs) not that not that many, you know. Really lost uh, a creative uh, a creative person, but not just a creative person. Somebody who feels you know it feels like he actually cared about the message that was being sent out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is uh, obviously a little bit of a tribute to him, but it, it, we we are gonna miss him as a culture. And I think that the world was better off having him than not having him.
1: And for the record, he did get to film his cameo in Avengers Four.
0: Whoo! Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, they said uh, his cameo was was filmed for Captain Marvel, Avengers Four, but they haven't said if he was able to do anything for the second Spider-Man far from home.
0: that would be that'll be interesting. I mean, if they haven't said it, then they probably didn't do it, but
1: you know Well, and Kevin Feige did an interview and just said, you know we have to think of how we want to approach the Marvel movies in with the inclusion of Stan going forward. So whether that will be like the Netflix shows where it's a, a poster in the back or a picture on a, a desk or, you know, action figure on the ground or something, you know, it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do.
0: Do the Netflix shows have that? I didn't even know that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Stan's been in, in the Netflix shows, too. Not himself, but uh, like a, a, bus, a bus poster or, or a picture in the back or a newspaper article or something like that.
0: I'm definitely going to have to look that up. Speaking of which, did you finish Daredevil season three?
1: <laughs>
0: did I finish
1: Daredevil season three? Are you kidding? <laughs> of course I did. It was the best Netflix Marvel show
0: ever. Was it really? You think so? The best series, the best season? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Did you? I thought it was better than season one. It was! You're correct! <laughs> I mean season one was pretty much the epitome. I thought I thought it was season one, then Jessica Jones, season one. No, season one, then the Punisher, then Jessica Jones, season one. Um, and then Daredevil season two, but I think this jumped up to the very top. It was amazing. It was really it was back to like
1: the first season of Daredevil where I wanted to just keep watching and keep watching from episode to episode. It wasn't a just come back to it when you can. It was I gotta watch it all. I gotta gotta catch them all.
0: You know, man. I I tell you that I it impacted me quite emotionally. When I mean th- we're gonna spoil this so if you don't want to listen to it fast forward past this part but i like had a sick knot in my stomach when uh the guy agent i forget his name but he they had him you know like they had he had to work for them yeah like that killed me dude like she kills the guy right there in front of him and then says oh no put the gun down and then stops the recorder and she's like all right now and I think he said okay you're the boss he's like nope Wilson Fisk is the boss like oh my goodness no <laughs> his poor family what's gonna happen it, that was awful that was sickening yeah
1: that was a, an audible gasp when she shot the guy across from the table from her like she's in on it too
0: yeah and it was like who isn't you know yeah how are you gonna get out of this I told Jackie when I realized cuz I didn't know anything about this season. So when I realized that was Bullseye, I was like, "Oh, this guy is crazy. He is a psycho. He's bad news. You don't want him." And sure enough, they did it. Like he was nuts.
1: So did you realize he was Bull when did you realize it? When like before they revealed his his baseball logo?
0: Oh, I I I knew it as soon as he um he ricocheted a bullet off the lamppost and shot the guy, like, in his first scene. Gotcha, okay. Yeah, how about you?
1: Yeah, yeah, I was like... Well, I mean, I knew the villain of the season, but I wasn't sure... I didn't really understand who was coming to save Kingpin. Like, who... What is going on? I, I was for sure, like... How is Kingpin going to get out of this? Is he going to do a, a Nick Fury and the Winter Soldier and just burn a hole in the ground and disappear? How is right. he getting out of this?
0: Get me out of here now!
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> it, was just, it was really... It was so, so good. Did Jackie watch it with you? She
0: did. Okay. Yeah. 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 You know, I, I, I that first episode of Punisher, though... Like, that as a standalone episode, I recently, within the past month, watched that episode twice. <laughs> <laughs> it is so good, dude. It is so good. Have you gone back and watched that at all?
1: Yeah. I Well, I watched the first season alone, and then we watched it. Then Jennifer and I always watch every show after I watch it. So I've seen oh, it okay.
0: twice. Yes. But that first episode, and I was like... I. Started it, and Jackie's like, is this where they put the guys in the concrete? Like, I don't like this. And I was like, well, you better cover your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's cool, man. Like, what are the plans for, because Iron Fist and Luke Cage got canceled. What are the plans moving forward? Any ideas?
1: Well, Jessica Jones Season 3 and Punisher Season 2 are finished.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Okay.
1: So those will still air. But whether or not we get Daredevil Season 4 or not. You know, Disney has the new will have their new streaming service debuting next year. So you do have to wonder, you know, are they gonna you know, is this part of the reason why the shows are are disappearing? They also said that the ratings were down by half on both Luke Cage and Iron Fist Hmm. from season one to season two, and that they took a pretty big dive to Daredevil season three. Um but I don't know, like part of it is, you know, is Netflix going to my question was, you know, is Netflix going to continue to bankroll these Marvel shows for Marvel to then get their own streaming service and eventually get their shows back? Like, thanks for making those for free. You know, I don't I don't think Netflix is a fool and they've got all will, stuff that they want. Will
0: they get their will they get their shows back though? Event,
1: eventually Marvel gets everything back is what we're learning. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Except stupid Venom had to go and be successful. So that's gonna be yeah, every,
0: everybody says it's a terrible movie and yet it's still making money. It wasn't it wasn't terrible though. It wasn't terrible. It was
1: along the lines to me of a of a Fox Marvel movie. It was like X-Men good. You know? Okay. It was, I haven't
0: I haven't seen it yet, so
1: oh, I'm really surprised. you
0: Spider Man man. I know, and I love Venom as a character. I just haven't had time to go see it.
1: You should do seven days of going to see Venom.
0: You're right. I should. I should. I'll tell Jackie. It's my discipline. I have to be disciplined.
1: You might not need to see it after one, though. <laughs> that
0: was a good viewing. I don't need to really see it again. <laughs> it's like, I think I'm done. I think I'm set. I'll pass this uh, this week up. <laughs> so are we moving forward with different characters at all? Like, I think that... Like, you know, when you look at it and say, "Well, Luke Cage, this show only lasted 2 seasons." That then it sounds really bad. But if you look at it and say, "Okay, there's 3 seasons of Daredevil, 2 of Luke Cage, 2 of Iron Fist, 2 of Jessica Jones, and 1 of Defenders." That's 10 seasons of what I consider to be the same show. Yeah. So like, would they continue that same show and do like Moon Knight?
1: I I really really think that Netflix is going to be all done with the Marvel properties. It 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 just doesn't really make a whole lot of financial sense, I don't think, for them to continue on with that stuff.
0: Yeah, it's- I don't see how they're I don't see how they're making money on these things. Like, are people? I mean, maybe they're banking on the the library and say, oh, if you want to watch any of the Marvel shows, but. If you just have one, it's like, oh, if you want to watch Daredevil, you got to buy Netflix. Ah, no, no thanks. Mm -mm. But ten seasons worth of stuff, maybe that's it. And
1: when you when you go back, you look. Luke Cage uh, temporarily shut Netflix down for a little bit because it had so many hits on its first day. Luke Cage was just huge. But then when it decreased by fifty percent, it really makes you pause. But I also look at the promotion that was done for the first seasons of everything. The promotion was just out of control. I just didn't see a lot of promotion for Daredevil Season 3. I didn't see much for all I heard about Iron Fist Season 2 was there's less episodes. That's all that I heard about that kind
0: of stuff. Everybody celebrate there's less episodes. Right. Woo-hoo! Right, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But the showrunner for Daredevil did say that he has turned in a script for Season 4, whether it'll happen or not.
0: Right. Who knows? Well, I mean, all those characters work really well, and I think he's great as Matt Murdock.
1: Yeah, but the other (laughs) part of you wants to see Daredevil in the movie theater.
0: Possibly, if they can do it right, but I feel like they're doing it right. I mean, they're not going to have a rated R. These shows are pretty much rated R.
1: Mm -hmm. No, but we've seen... You get to see the interaction of the characters on the big screen. You know, Rocket Raccoon meets thor meets nick fury you know those three like wow how do those three even go together it would be awesome to see the character of daredevil and moon knight and iron fist show up in a in a marvel Knights movie or something like
0: that i think that you would have a really hard time balancing the amount of comedy in the disney marvel movies you know what i mean and still have it be the same characters It'd be really tough, I would think.
1: Yeah, I'm guessing they'd probably recast him.
0: Oh, I see. I see. Okay. But it's uh, Netflix, the shows are very dark, too. Yes. That's, that's what I mean. Yeah.
1: So I think. I don't. You no, know, Daredevil isn't always that dark. You know, uh, Luke Cage isn't always in Harlem. Uh you know, working at the club, <laughs> you know, <there's> a, <laughs> <up there. laughs> the club, <laughs> I, I like how Mariah always said it. She's like the club. <laughs> I always like how Mariah said that.
0: She was insane, dude. Like anytime in a prison where people keep getting like, they, they, they go way over the top. It's like <laughs> anytime a guard or somebody is getting stabbed in a prison, it's like shing, 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 shing. It's like, you need to quit. Like <laughs> you need to quit. You I don't understand. understand. <laughs> it it disturbs me. It does. Because I, all I can think about is the the news the next day and that guy is not going home to his family. Like, it makes me never want to work in a prison. I'll tell you that. <laughs> like, if these people, when they get stabbed, it's not like, oh, I got stabbed today, but I'm home recovering. <laughs> it's like, I got stabbed 38 times. And that seems to happen all the time because they can carve these toothbrushes. I mean, like...
1: Andy, I don't even know where to to even start with. But. It just it disturbed me <laughs>
0: very much between the last couple of episodes of Luke Cage season two and season three of Daredevil.
1: <laughs> oh, it makes me not want to work out of jail. <laughs> Gosh, what the Roth better be pretty good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. <never laughs> I was gonna I was gonna say something else, but I have no, I I I don't. I can't remember what it is. Well, with the, with the <laughs> movies and stuff, uh,
1: a leaked casting call for the Eternals got out a couple days ago, so I guess Marvel's going ahead with it. I was kind of hoping that with Fantastic <laughs> Four and X Men coming back, we wouldn't be getting an Eternals movie.
0: You you were hoping for n- not having a Marvel <laughs> movie?
1: Okay, were you really hoping for an Eternals
0: movie? <laughs> no, there's are some of the most boring comics in the world, right?
1: It's you know, when they announce the inhumans, you're like, "Oh, <laughs>
0: It's like,, mm, uh, mm, uh. that's not a good one.
1: <laughs> but, even, but the eternals are, are even more of an outlier, you know?
0: Yes. Like, so, yes. so the,
1: casting, the casting list called for the parts of Druig, Elysius, Gilgamesh, Icarus, Macari, Cersei, Starfox, Thena, Zuras, a character called Karen and a Greek <laughs> god. Karen. So of all those names, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to see Elysius. Said no one. You know?
0: Uh, Starfox actually was the one that stuck out to me.
1: Okay, so Starfox stuck out to you. But I I'm going to guess that he is not one of your top 75 characters that you can't wait to see in the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
0: That is exactly correct. Okay. However, I did... Isn't he the brother of... Thanos. I don't even, Thanos. Yeah. Okay.
1: So that that's a possible, like, that would be a cool connection there, you know, with something like that, and if... The... Is he
0: is he a womanizer in the comics, if I remember correctly? Yeah, he is. Okay, all right. And, it, you know, if okay. the
1: Greek god character ends up being Hercules, that would be cool. And, uh, you know, Cersei used to be on the Avengers... But otherwise uh, <laughs> I don't know, I don't I just don't know the I feel you know I feel really uh dumb running a a Marvel page and a podcast. And I don't really know who these characters are.
0: <laughs> I remember uh the last thing I read of them no the second to last thing I read of them was Neil Gaiman's Eternals Run, I think. Uh, there was one thing uh recently that had some of them in there and i was just like i can't even read this this is ridiculous. <laughs> it was like somebody i think it was uh i can't i can't remember the guy with the m um
1: macari
0: macari going around doing something who knows i don't know <laughs> <laughs>
1: But it says the, – the person that they threw out as Karen probably won't be – they're guessing that she's a fill-in for somebody else, you know?
0: Oh, you mean like that name? Yeah. <laughs> and Karen. <laughs> that's the same
1: reason why they didn't reveal who the Greek god was is typically when they disguise those names it's because they're going to play characters that would kind of give away some stuff.
0: Well, I would. I would actually – believe it or not <laughs> – after all my grousing, I would <laughs> I would like to see Hercules, Marvel's Hercules on the big screen. He's kind of grown on me. Hopefully, it would be Ares. That would be awesome. Oh, that'd
1: be crazy.
0: That'd be if he was the bad guy, the villain. Ooh. Do you think they're going to bring in more of the Eternals? I mean, I'm sorry, not the Eternals, the Celestials. Uh, now, see, that's something I'm more interested in. Like, I am way more interested in that. They already kind of brought them in for, for Nowhere uh, for Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2 and and Infinity War.
1: And we don't need a movie about the Celestials. You know, it was – the stuff in Guardians of the Galaxy was great. You know, just give us little snippets of stuff, but we don't need necessarily a whole Celestials movie.
0: <laughs> I, would, I would sit and pay money and probably watch in the theater twice for a <laughs> – this is so nerdy for a, a history documentary of like the creation of the marvel universe all the way up that featured the celestials and the <laughs> the kree and all that kind of stuff like seeding life on earth and the the whole history i'd watch that
1: so that'd be more like a documentary
0: yes i'd pay for that
1: that like that and that would be something that they could put on disney plus the <laughs> what
0: what are they called? I feel I feel terrible that I don't know this. Sorry, right, so you got the Kree, you got the Inhumans, you got the so what is the, the, the Celestials, the Eternals? No, there was a sub uh, a, a sub race of humans. Can't
1: the Kirby's.
0: Yep, that's it. The <laughs> Kirby's. Yep, that's it. What was I thinking? Oh, you know who was? I don't even know who I was talking to. It's me. I I think it was
1: Ron Mars. Maybe I met him too. Okay. Ron Mars or somebody
0: in the comic book industry uh-huh. mentioned you. And they're like, no. oh, is he related to Jack? <laughs> Jack is my grandfather, Jack Kirby, yes. But he passed away. Like, I never, ever made that connection. <laughs> Are you
1: serious? 100% never, ever. Like, <laughs> oh, Andy's last name is the same as, you know, uh, the godfather of comic books.
0: <laughs> okay, so the first time I went into a comic book store... And, like, started going there seriously. I go to the counter. They say, I said, I'd like to start a pool list. And they said, okay, what's your name? I said, Andy Kirby. And the guy said, are you related to Jack Kirby? And I looked at him very stunned. <laughs> and I said, yes, that's my grandfather. And he said, really? <laughs> and I said, yeah. And he said, wow. And then I left. <laughs> And I didn't know who Jack Kirby was. I My grandfather's name is Jack. No, is it really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this poor guy. <laughs> so later, I, like, you know, years later, I found out. And I was like, oh, I'm stupid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, this guy was was trying to... You know, dust for your
0: fingerprints and save Right, every... buddy up to me. He's like, hey, can you talk to your grandfather? <laughs> no, he didn't say that. But... Wow. That's hilarious. Yes. Isn't it, though?
1: Yeah, I think next time we introduce the episode, it's going to be Andy Kirby and Jared Lee.
0: <laughs> Jared Lee.
1: <laughs> and we're going to be these these grandkids that are running this little hodgepodge podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Andy Kirby and Jared Lee. <laughs> got a ring we could do that <laughs> we should just substitute substitute that into the uh, beginning of the show all right so the casting you didn't tell me anybody who's playing it you know no one has been cast this was just a cast sheet that went out so the oh oh I see. okay I see
1: these sheets go out and uh, it just says you know uh, Karen a female of um, Native American or Eastern Asian descent, but could be Caucasian, late 20s, like that kind of thing.
0: I don't understand what that means. <laughs> She's Asian or Native American. We're not sure. <laughs> like, that
1: seems pretty racist. No, I think what they're saying is that that <laughs> character could be, they, they're looking for probably a person of color to play Karen. Oh, okay. <laughs> if, but it's not set in stone.
0: Yeah. So. <clears throat> That's really funny. To <laughs> like, or a man. <laughs> I, I think I've got the giggles. <laughs> Karen, she could be Asian or Native American. We don't really know. <laughs> or like, okay. a man. <laughs> or a guy. We're, we're not sure.
1: <laughs> Must be, you know, between 3 foot 11 and 7 foot 12.
0: <laughs> I, see, I was... I, I am disappointed because you made it sound like we actually found out who's are cast in these roles
1: no I'm sorry no the thing was they had announced eternals but they didn't say you know the hurt eternals there's a large cast there but who who's it gonna be you know the only the people that the ones that most people know is Circe and Icarus and you know a lot of people weren't expecting star fox or a Greek god so that's why it was was kind of Uh, big news of these are going to be some of the characters that are going to appear it'd be like when they announced the avengers movie sweet there's going to be avengers movie but we don't know who's going to be in it but then it's wonder man yeah wonder man
0: and starfire (laughs) and she's dc but (laughs) (laughs) it makes me sad that you accidentally said a dc character and we're gonna have wonder man and starfire and robin and karen (laughs) <laughs> and Karen the Karen the Asian Indian <laughs> alright I kind of uh,
1: maybe it was at first I thought it was a tease for Karen Gilliam like Nebula is going to be in this or something but if Nebula is going to be in it they're not looking to cast her
0: so probably not probably not no. i a little excited I could take less Nebula
1: right Nebula is nobody in the comic books but she's this great Marvel cinematic character
0: but whatever whatever. All right. Well, what what is this War of Realms thing I he, I keep hearing about?
1: Uh there hasn't been a whole lot of news, but War of Realms is going to be a six issue, 3-month event uh coming up in 2019 uh from Jason Aaron. He said that he's been working on up to like building towards War of Realms since he started running writing Thor, you know, like 6 years ago or whatever. And uh it looks like it's going to be the Marvel Universe versus Malekith and
0: his henchmen. Not interested.
1: Yeah, not so much either. It doesn't yeah. need to be an event.
0: No. They're so... But, you know, I think that everybody needs to have their turn, right? Remender had his turn, and Spencer had his turn, and Jason Aaron had his turn with the Original Sin, though.
1: But they're so... We've been talking about event fatigue for the past ten years. <laughs>
0: But they have to have at least one major event per, like, I, I think that when they plan that out, they have two major events and then, like, a crossover event, right? Okay. Per year. I mean, it's just going to be on the docket forever, I think. I mean, like, how many events are going on right now? Infinity Wars, Spider-Geddon, uh, <laughs> Death of Inhumans, Return of Wolverine.
1: Extermination.
0: Extermination. And that's just right now. <laughs> I know. That's crazy. That's what I'm saying, like, you're just
1: exhausted. There's no just five issues of a character being a character and doing their thing. You know, they're yeah, always, they're always in the aftermath or the building up to of an event.
0: That's true. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's maintain status quo for a couple, couple years. Even a year, I'll take a year. At this point, you know, give me just a few. Give me
1: twelve months, and that's what they said that they were they were going to do a whole year without any events and now they're doing all these events
0: who said that when
1: CB Sobalski said it
0: Sobalski yeah they're getting pressure from the board Dan Buckley he's putting pressure on them I'm sure it's all about that ching ching and that boing boing I know that song sing it it's not about the money 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's 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 as as much as I can. Well, I don't know. We
1: don't want that. you to sing it because then we have to pay royalties for using. It.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, yeah, I, right? I'd be rocking it. The background dancers and everything. Well, yeah. I mean, they're not here, but yes, yes. We, All right. Last last thing on the news list. Yeah. X Men disassembled, and then followed by Age of X Man, and uh, I think this uh, ties into Uncanny X Men, right? Yeah. X-Men just all right assembled. so what is what is going on with this
1: goodness who knows and it, it's another event <laughs> another event so that's really exciting uh age of x-man seems like it's going to be like an age of apocalypse thing but age of x-man instead and all the x-men titles are gonna be canceled and and uh, they're going to be relaunched. Six six different miniseries are going to be relaunched in in their place, kind of like how Age of Apocalypse was back in the day. So it seems like they're kind of minding the the well again.
0: So okay, didn't they all just get canceled? Yes. Or no?
1: Yes, uh, okay. Red, Blue, and Gold got canceled, and it's back as Uncanny X Men on a weekly schedule.
0: On weekly? Oh wow. Goodness gracious, good for you. Um, (laughs) So that means only the highest of quality
1: when you're producing a comic on a weekly schedule.
0: Yeah, you know that. (laughs) Um, So so what is going to be, all the titles are going to be canceled. You mean all one of them?
1: Yeah, after I said that, I got to thinking about that. So yeah, I guess so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of weird.
1: Yeah, it's going to be Marvelous X-Men, Extremists, Apocalypse and the X-Tracks, which just sounds like an awful 80s cover band. <laughs> Next Gen, Amazing Nightcrawler, and Prisoner X. Those will be the, the six titles for five-issue miniseries.
0: In- so I read, I read most of the Uncanny X-Men number one that we're going to talk about, and it just seems like I thought we left all of these characters behind. What do you mean? like I was not happy to see these characters again
1: like Storm and Jean Grey and Beast or what?
0: no like Rockslide and Glob which I didn't even think that was his name I thought it was something else and knoll and I actually like Pixie but like you know what are we doing? and why does Kitty Pride not have long hair? it's been too long <laughs> I don't like that I don't like it one bit all right, so what did, what is your take on this X Men disassembled thing? Nah, not a fan.
1: Not a fan. Just uh, really,
0: but I saw the t- I saw the covers for X Men Eleven and Twelve though.
1: Yeah, X Men Eleven and Twelve look interesting. You know, it looks like Cyclops may be coming back. We know Salaroka is coming back to do the covers and the interior, so that'll nice. be some good art. Uh, so I'm fine. I'm done with that, you know. I thought Cyclops' death was silly in the first place, and I didn't like how he, he went out. So I'm all for bringing Cyclops back. Just this Age of X-Men, X, you know, I'm not really... I'm not tracking with that. I, You know, Age of Apocalypse was so good. So good. We need to just leave it alone. Just let... Kind of like Infinity War. Infinity War, Infinity Gauntlet, they were amazing. Just leave it alone. We don't need to have it now Infinity Wars because it just cheapens the original by by putting the same, almost same title on it. it. It makes it less, like, they're not at the same bar. They don't meet the same bar. Don't call it Infinity War. Don't call it Age of X-Man. Just come up with your own thing. Do your own thing. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, who was X-Man? Didn't X-Man have a a title, a comic for a long time?
1: Yeah, X-Man was the Age of Apocalypse version of Cable back in 94, 95. And four characters from the Age of Apocalypse came over to the Marvel 616. And X-Man was one of those. And he had a 75-issue run, which was really... It started off really good. Towards the end, it kind of waned. And it ended with him sacrificing himself to save the world. But then he came back, <laughs> as all characters do, and he ran around with the New Mutants for a while, a, a couple years ago. And he hasn't really done anything since. Uh, but I guess he's back now. Huh. And so, so do you th-
0: do you think this is the same guy?
1: Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be the same guy. He looks like the same guy. But it, it looks like he might be having his own four horsemen for whatever reason with Blob. Uh, let's see, Blob. I think it was Blob, Omega Red angel and magneto i think i don't have the art Hmm. in front of me uh so he'll have his own four horsemen and then something's going to happen and everything will change to this age of x Men for the five issues and then hopefully we'll come back and none of it will have mattered (laughs) i I mean i guess i don't know you're not a huge x-man x-men person but looking at the art and hearing about the titles and stuff what what's your initial reaction
0: uh, looking at the titles, none of them seem appealing to me. Looking at the art and the covers for eleven and twelve, I do that does appeal to me. Um, you know, these the kids and everything, I you know, I like I like um Guthrie uh and Jubilee and Chamber, but I know Chamber I don't think Chamber's on any of these covers. But like I like that era. Uh and I like Pixie, but I don't like the other You know, the other teams, and we don't... It's just too many. Like, we went through this already. And then, um, you know, we're going to talk about X-Men, Uncanny X-Men number one, but they were like, again, like, oh, do you want to live in a world of no more mutants? It's like the same cycle over and over and over again. I I just want a steady team, a core team, and I don't... You know, let's let's assume that all these people still exist, but I don't have to get everybody involved, you know? Yeah. Everybody's off doing their own thing. Let's see what let's see what Storm and Jean and Cyclops and Bobby and Wolverine are doing. You know what I mean yeah let's just let's just go for it. uh but we don't need this whole giant thing. Let's shake up the status quo again i I saw the cover for the one with Apocalypse. It looked like he was wearing like a baggy t- shirt and stuff like I don't yeah. I don't understand that
1: yeah, just terrible. Apocalypse Dazzler, iBoy, boy uh and evan they were on that I like, i just don't know what what this is it just doesn't i don't know what it is but it doesn't usually when you say i don't know what it is you want it to be followed like with uh you know i'm interested i'm intrigued because i don't know what it is instead looking at this you say i don't know what it is and i don't want to know what it is
0: I, it, it reminds me of like when when civil war came out i remember talking to jackie And uh, I was saying, this is what's going to happen in the Marvel Universe. And she was like, well, what do you think about that? I said, I think it's terrible. And I still didn't like it. Like, I didn't like that it happened. But it laid out all these stories that it was like, okay, well, we're going to have to figure out how to get out of this mess, right? Mm -hmm. And so it led to some great stories. Uh, Dark Reign, one of the best eras in the comics, I think. And so it led to all these things that built on each other and it had great stories because you were one long story arc. And they were good and bad in that. But now it's kind of like – I would put the Uncanny X-Men – Uncanny and all-new X-Men run in that as well. So say, okay, well, we brought these guys back. We're coming off of this cusp. I don't necessarily like the fact that there's young and old, but this is where we are and how are we going to get out of this? And it, you could make the argument that Extermination is bringing that to a close – but now, it's kind of like, why don't we just have stories that continue on from there instead of? I mean, at, at some point, these people's lives are just unrealistic,
1: right? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, they're flying around and stuff.
0: Well, I but like, can't they can't they go a couple like they have to fight people and they have to protect people? That's what the comics are. But like, how many times can the the time stream be altered? <laughs> And they still be normal and not in an insane asylum. Yeah. So I, I don't know. What do you I mean, what do you think?
1: The characters have to have repercussions. You know, I think Cannonball is probably a great example of that. They have to grow, they have to have repercussions. So Cannonball, you know, he in X Force you know, he appears in New Mutants, he becomes the leader, he deals with the death of his teammates, um, he comes to X Force under cables. Tutelage. He becomes a little bit harder. He graduates and becomes an official. Like you reach the peak. You became a member of the X-Men. Then he goes back to X-Force. Like he go, you go back, and then he jumps to Avengers. And he's with Avengers. And and uh, he has a kid and a wife. And now he's just back to blasting in his. Goggles that he appeared in 35 years ago, like, and that's fine. You know, you want to, because I'm all for like having costumes that I like and remember. And if that's his signature look, that's great. But is he is he still growing? Is he is he is his character? His character is very well rounded. But are you writing him as this well rounded character that has had these experiences, that has dealt through these things, and that has grown? from being this little chump in the new mutants to being the freaking leader of the avengers you know like that's 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 some big that's some big gap that he's he's faced so now for him to just go and be a background character in the x-men is that really respectful of this character's journey i don't i doubt it probably you know, he Cannonball would probably be somebody that would be more served as having his own team. Like he's in charge of an X Force, or he's running an X Factor, an Excalibur, and he has some of these people on his team. But to just go back to background, eh, I don't know. Same with these kids. You know, Glob Herman and Shark Girl and Gold Balls and Eye Boy and all those those people. You know, some have died and then they come back and then they die again. And they come back and they're just these such ancillary background characters that don't really have a huge following either push them off forever but don't have them be students for 20 years you know jubilee grew up and she graduated and she became a full-fledged member of the x-men and she's became a vampire and she had a kid and like she's not that that little teenager anymore but these guys teenage annoying training x-men kids forever
0: see i i i kind of disagree with you because i really i really want them to almost stay the same like i don't want a whole lot of of uh building up and i don't want like i would i don't like the fact that jubilee is a vamp is or was a vampire and that she had a kid and that she's moving on from all that and I would like them to maintain the status quo somehow and have the illusion of growth but because it, it does break down across the board like you're saying. So I would rather them like say, okay, this is their corner of the universe. They don't interact with these people that much unless it's a big deal. But every time you bring them in, it's like bringing in the Watchers, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is this is such a big deal. Is it really? Or you just want people to think it's a big deal because you don't know what's going on in your own book. And so let's bring in the Watchers.
1: Well, I think you and I probably agree more than we disagree. I'm saying with these kids, you know, Glob Herman and Sharker and all these people, in the way that the New Mutants slowly over 10 to 15 years became X-Force, do something with this team as opposed to them always just being these background characters that are being trained. Like even with Generation X, you mentioned Chamber and Husk and stuff like that. They had their, you know, 75 issues of being Generation X. And then after those 75 issues, Husk was with the X-Men, and M went to X-Factor, and they were able to fit in, and they had roles, and it worked. But these characters are almost, I don't know, I think because there has been zero growth in them at all, it's a kind of a disservice. Whereas, you know, maybe a... know a character like dazzler seems to be a different version of dazzler every single appearance
0: oh that's true yes yeah i agree with
1: that. whereas with glob herman holy cow he's still you know we're still making these jokes about his body and how you can see his ribs and his eyeball and what what is going on you know he was so cool when he was with quentin choir and they were trying to take over the school during grant morrison's run like that was awesome he was a he was like a bad good guy, like what a jerk, and now he's just this comedic relief sitting at a desk that maybe has three panels, every other issue hey, It just seems like such a disservice. I'd rather not see him
0: no I, I I do agree, I do agree with that i mean there's there's only so many books they can put out there's only so many, so much money out there that they can gain, so why are you going to spend it on these characters?
1: yeah. <laughs> Because I'd rather put my money somewhere else. <laughs> or like you said, you know, in Uncanny X-Men, yeah, it was an $8 book and it was oversized issues, an issue, but there were so many
0: characters all over the place. Right, and I think what that's trying to do is trying to draw you in to be interested in all these characters and all their different stories so that when they do break the book apart into six different books, you start you want to buy all of them. That makes sense. And and i'm just not i'm just not interested in in all all the books i'm just not interested in all the characters so if you're not interested in them, in them then it draws you in it doesn't draw you in it clutters the book so the to the point where you're just like oh my goodness let's just get through this like i got to go four pages without seeing uh jean gray again and <laughs> i have to go another four pages without seeing kitty pride like you know it it has the opposite effect of what they want yeah
1: Yep, I think we agree on that.
0: All right, you want to you want to hit the books?
1: Yeah, we'll do a quick uh quick recap reviews of some of the latest titles in the Marvel Universe.
0: All right, so these are sign of uh some of the events and the crossovers. Um so, let's do let's go down the list. Return of Wolverine. Where I think number 2 came out recently. So, what what do you think on that? Yeah, what what
1: was up with issue 2? He he was riding on a speedboat the whole issue and that was it. <laughs> boat, yes. And he discovered that his claws are get hot. And that was $3.99? Yeah, what? <laughs> what is that? I I I I missed the days when stories weren't required in order to tell a story, you didn't have it didn't have to be at least four to six issues. You just tell the story, and if it ends up being three issues, awesome. If it's one, that's great too. <laughs>
0: that's really funny that is exactly what happened i mean he was just on a speedboat and and but he got a kiss from some stranger what like do you remember hot
1: claws you don't remember Hmm, that's weird give me a kiss what i think i know who i just
0: killed (laughs) yeah i don't know what's going on i thought this whole thing was fake i thought it was a dream but now i'm thinking it's not fake and i don't trust the woman but the art's no good either so it's like and what something that I did notice the Wolverine has the same belt buckle as the guys that attacked him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like, all right, what do we? I'm... Anyway, I was really looking for something epic when he came uh, when he came back. Now, when he left, the death of Wolverine I thought was really cool, but maybe I'm thinking now it wasn't Charles Soule; it was Steve McNiven.
1: Oh, you think it was more so the art that got you in? I think so. I thought Steve McNiven did issue one of this. And I liked issue one. You said you didn't care for how he was drawn, his face.
0: Oh, that is true. That is true. But, I I mean, just when you compare the art of issue one and issue two, though, I mean, oh, there's no contest.
1: I read an interview with uh, McNiven, and he said that he was trying to channel his inner uh, Barry Windsor Smith, who drew... uh, wolverine during the marvel comics presents days so it looks like that's why he had made the changes to his face in the first issue stop
0: channeling stop (laughs) channeling
1: we hired you because we like your work
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right let's uh move on to infinity wars (laughs) what what about this book
1: you barely were able to say that with a straight
0: face i did yeah i started giggling Uh,
1: why did you start giggling
0: Look, the art is really good on this. It's a little grainy, too grainy that I don't know what's going on. But the guy is talented, obviously. Uh, it's Diodato, right? Yes. Yeah, he's beyond talented. But I don't understand what this book even is. <laughs> like, I it's five issues in, yeah. and she, like, basically she wanted these Infinity Stones, and she mashed people together and sent everybody to the soul stone universe but loki wants to be in charge and he tricked everybody and there's not really even that much fighting it's kind of just a lot of like i i I don't i don't understand what we're doing i don't understand what the point is. (laughs) don't either okay all right not only do i not understand what the point is but i don't i don't think anything is happening
1: and you don't really care after a while you're just like who cares uh
0: it's I did start to care when the Celestial showed up, and that was about. It. <laughs> She's like,
1: "I want a movie.
0: I want a movie." <laughs> yeah. All right, any anything on this one? Uh, no,
1: he's super talented, but I said it in the last episode, they've got to get a new colorist and or a new inker on this because it just it it makes the art unbearable in some places. So you can't tell what's going on.
0: All yeah, you can't, and the layouts—it's the layouts are bad. Like, there's there's no doubt about that. I don't know what he's doing with the layouts there. Yeah, he,
1: his styles definitely changed the past five years, but what are you gonna do? All
0: right, let's. Uh, what's up next? Uh, we'll skip that one for now. Extermination.
1: Extermination. I've been enjoying Extermination. Uh, it's got all those X Men characters that we're. Talking about if we wish they would just uh, stay in one book, you
0: know. <laughs> yes. But, uh, yep.
1: Yeah. I mean, the story's progressing. We talked a little bit last episode about Ahab and stuff, but um, I, I like it because everybody's kind of getting their own bit of a panel. It 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 does make me say, "What's going on?" I'm intrigued, as opposed to the "What's going on?" I don't care, you know, that we talked about earlier. Are you reading it? Yes.
0: Too? I, I yeah I'm reading it and I'm enjoying it. Um, maybe I have a soft spot for the younger X-Men, but I, I don't like the Ahab stuff. But I am interested in what's going on with Cable and this last issue, issue four, where he we find out that all he, Cable's trying to do is stop like time uh, time anomalies, and he killed his older self because he wasn't doing a good job. That was kind of cool. And he said, yeah, I know eventually I'm going to be retired by a younger one of me, too. Because it kind of makes it seem like you can continue to just have Cable forever. I do like him as older, so I don't know if we're ever going to see him again. But time travel, so we are. <laughs> but um, the Ahab thing, I guess the only way Ahab ties in is he's trying to kill some of the younger mutants. And Cable's trying to stop it so that he can send them back, right? And he can't send them back if, if they don't all go back.
1: Well, he killed one in the last episode, in the last issue. He killed Hi-Fi.
0: Yes. So what do you think about that?
1: Uh, so none of the five young kids appeared or were mentioned in Uncanny X-Men number one. And none yeah, of them yes. are in any of the previews. So I'm hoping that Extermination number five, the children are gone. Send them back. Send huh? them back. Hashtag. Send them back. <laughs> Not my
0: X-Men. <laughs> Let's hope. I think that's what's going to happen. It's just... How's it going to happen now that um, you know young Scott is dead?
1: Yeah, and you know X-Men has been about time traveling and alternate timelines and stuff like that since days of future past. and when it's done right, it's great And it really like you know, age of apocalypse, days of future past, uh, some of the some of the stuff with Cable and Bishop. those things are fun reads when they're done right. and this started off right with Bendis. the first six to twelve issues were really interesting with these kids being back and how the world has changed and the dilemmas that they face. But then they just didn't leave. They just stuck around, <laughs> and they they lost any of the cool factor or the interest that they had. You know, if, if Days of Future Past would have lasted for eight years, like whoa, they, you've really, Claremont, you've really, you know, uh, stayed here a little too long you know you gotta you gotta move on with the story and and make things keep happening and they just didn't do it
0: it's a shame i mean it was it was a good setup with a lot of uh, a lot of interesting possible stories but then it was like well i I mean i don't want to say that they didn't have good stories and they didn't go in a different direction but they they were kind of pigeonholed and who was on the book for a long time uh but he he kind of took them in his own direction uh cy spurrier oh yeah okay it, was he on the book i can't I don't, remember if he was i don't remember him
1: being on the book
0: <laughs> the all-new x-men he after bendis left huh maybe i might be getting i might be getting him confused with somebody um so anyway it, it it's all right i'm, I'm actually looking out of all the series that are going on right now extermination is probably the best one yeah so. i'm with you uh of the of the events all right the let's see let's do uncanny x-men number one what did you think of this book uh, yeah, we talked about it
1: throughout this whole episode, but it was an okay issue. It wasn't awful. It wasn't amazing. You know, It wasn't uh, the Jim Lee X-Men number one. Uh, it wasn't the Stan Lee <laughs> X-Men number one. It was okay. It, it has some interesting points with you know what's going on with multiple men. Why are there all these multiple men all over the place with powers? Uh, why are they after... Kitty Pride, why are they attacking the X Men? That kind of that you know, it's interesting. Uh, we have a pseudo classic lineup of some of the big guns back on the team, so that that's nice to see folks like Storm and Beast and um, you know Jean and Psylocke all back on a team together, interacting. The art was hit and miss in many places. We we talked earlier that the cast is so large. I think it. It does a disservice to uh, those key character points of development because there you have to really spread it out amongst 30 characters instead of 10 so I think there are a lot of points that that got dropped unfortunately there were three backup stories as well um, meh you know the one focused on Sugarman who died a few years ago uh, but apparently he's back and died in this issue
0: and died again
1: right <laughs> dark beast died a few years ago and he's back and then some mysterious woman <laughs> is is watching storm and gene so i'm not sure what that's about i'm sure we'll eventually find out but
0: yeah obviously all that is to draw you into the 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 new series which is good <laughs> not bad did you enjoy it? Um it no. It was really it was really tough. I really wanted to though. Like I, I went into it thinking, alright, some Uncanny X-Men. I lo- I used to read Uncanny X-Men all the time. Um but I just I just haven't. And I you know, I guess I stopped when Bendis stopped writing Uncanny and that was it. You know? Yeah. After that. But see, even even when Bendis was writing Uncanny after AVX, it still wasn't the same characters. Because I really did enjoy the White Queen and Scott and that whole team. you know, I read from Grant Morrison's run all the way through, so I had been reading uh, Uncanny for a long time so it was it was kind of a bummer. I was hoping for something better, but the reason why I was excited is because I saw the covers to issue 11 and 12. so it may get better once these these teams start to split off. It could get better right. I'm just waiting for Wolverine to have his own book again. Because I think that that would bring me back to like, oh, okay, like I like this character and maybe I could spread out to other characters.
1: Yeah, it sounds like, uh, you know, no Wolverine series has been announced. All these, he just gets many after many after many.
0: Yeah. And you know what, about the uncanny thing, I didn't like how X-23 was like bossing people around. Like I really, I know they made even a comment about that, but like she's a kid. Yeah. Like she's not a full-fledged X-Men and just because Wolverine's been gone i i don't know maybe i'm just pining for the old days i don't know. i
1: think yeah and I, I think marvel's kind of seeing that in some of the nostalgia that they're doing but they're really missing the beat on on how to get that nostalgia back so
0: we'll see i'm still optimi- i'm still optimistic that it could go like i don't think like oh man we're off on the wrong track now like when they had the curse of the mutants i thought oh boy, <laughs> we're off on the wrong track <laughs> but i don't think that yet mm-hmm. you know so there's there's still a chance. Spider Geddon. Okay, you you didn't get to read. I'm this, sorry. Right? No, that's alright. Okay, so we are three issues in, four issues if you count the the zero issue, and then there's a bunch of like follow-up like backup stories and everything. The backup stories, I didn't read those. Um, issue zero, I read that. So basically, the inheritors, uh, which is Morlin, uh, are coming back from, believe it or not, four years ago <laughs> is when Spider-Verse happened. Can you believe that? Oh, no,
1: I feel older.
0: That's insane. That's half as long as the podcast is what we've been doing. That's nuts. No. It feels like it was yesterday. Yeah. That's why I was like, I was reading this. I was like, we just did this. But that was four <laughs> years ago. So anyway, Peter Parker, like 616 Peter Parker is not in this so far. And it's basically all these other people. And the main character is Doc Ock. And it's written by Christos Gage, which I like him. But... It's like, what are we doing? And then, so, it's it's really weird. It's a spider-centric crossover event thing that our main character, Peter, is not in. So, basically, these these inheritors come back because of something that uh, Doc Ock did. And he's now the superior octopus, but now he's back to being superior Spider-Man for this. And so then there's two factions basically. Okay, we got to kill these people, and then oh no, we can't kill them. We got to send them away, and then both groups are are going. Now I like it because you got Kane and, and Ben Riley and Miles Morales, but all these other Spider Men, man, it's like goodness. Let, yeah, let's kill some of these off. They're ridiculous. <laughs> so they killed off uh, Spider UK, which is like the Captain Britain Spider Man, Spider Man Noir, um, and I'm hoping. They kill off uh, the all the other web warriors. Let's just kill them. I'm down. Get rid of them. The Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider-Man, starting with issue 311, has Moreland come back and go after Peter Parker, 616, and so I'm interested in reading that. I haven't read those yet, so that might be good. Uh, Nick Lowe has said it's very much like J. Michael Straczynski's run, you know, Amazing Spider-Man Volume Two, number 30, which. I'll be the judge of that, <laughs> pick. Let's, don't, you know, don't count your chickens before they're hatched mm-hmm.
1: there. Cluck, cluck.
0: But really, I mean, the the art's pretty good on this, um, but the story is like, well, we just kind of did this, and, you know, is it just now time for a sequel? So is that what we're doing here? But I don't, I don't really get where they're coming from on, on why they would do this. And the other thing, the, the biggest thing that bugs me about this is they totally abandoned the Marvel Universe, like the multiverse. Right? Yeah. Secret Secret Wars, totally gone. Like, nope, no more. There's only one universe, and now we're doing spin-off universes because Franklin is making them. But we're not going to number them. And our universe is, what is it, Prime? Yes. Every single issue introduces everyone as Spider-Man from Earth 51823. <laughs> Peter Parker from Earth-616. Miles Morales from Earth-616. The Inheritor's World, Loom World, is uh, Earth-001. Like, I thought we were done with this. I thought all of them got destroyed. Like, I remember the first time we went through this, I had this same complaint because Secret Wars was happening at the same time. Are we doing this or not? What are we doing? Are we getting rid of this or not? This is like the very fabric of the Marvel Universe. And you got one group that – I recently read something that said, you know, Marvel Universe Prime and something that said Marvel Universe 616. What do, I thought, nope, there's no more 616 anymore. Am I mistaken?
1: Maybe they're just giving up. Like the fans are not accepting Prime. They're sticking with 616.
0: That would be fine, but they need to do it across right. the board. That's fine. Well, that's
1: fine. poor editing.
0: Come on, Cebulski. Where are you at?
1: Well, there's so many editors. Every like every, you know, There's an X-Men group editor, a Spider-Man group editor. And then there's an editor above them, and then there's editor in chief. If all these things are passing through, you need new editors.
0: It seems like it, yes.
1: It's true. I'm right.
0: <laughs> well, anyway, that's that's basically it. You know, it's gonna finish, and I I I, re- I am enjoying that Amazing Spider-Man, and I uh, can't wait to start Peter Parker's Spectacular Spider-Man number three eleven. So, you know, we'll see.
1: We'll see. How many issues is this?
0: Uh, I think it's six. Okay.
1: Well, I don't know. I'll probably just pick it up and trade. I don't know that I'll end up reading. Unless it's on the next podcast, then I'll read it.
0: (laughs) I think that's it. You got anything else? No. We will wrap this baby up. All right. Well, this is the M6P. We're not Marvel 616 Politics (laughs) anymore. Goodness gracious. Uh, (laughs) You can uh, follow us on Twitter at um, the M6P. You can visit our website, them6p.com. You can email us at m6plc at gmail.com.
1: You can hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash them6p. You can hit us up on Instagram and YouTube under them6p. And you can be a part of our show by calling 616-755-TINA and leaving us a message.
0: We are sponsored by DCB Service, discount comic book service, dcbservice.com, the best place ever Or anywhere on the internet or in real life uh, to go and get your comic books, uh, your single issues, pre-order them uh, DCBService.com
1: He ain't wrong folks. We're also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership They are a discount service for Office Depot, so check them out and you get a a discount membership service um, through Community Retail Partnership at CRPSavings.com Also check out MichaelWebSolutions.com for all of your SEO and internet needs, and lastly check out TheMarvelousBox.com for twenty-five dollars a quarter. You get over a hundred dollars of Marvel graphic novels shipped right to your front door. It's a great blind box subscription service at TheMarvelousBox.com.
0: All right. So until next time, this is the M6P.